So if I'm just aggressively myself, people are going to have to either fuck with it or not fuck with it. And like, and it would be, it would come down to specific shit. Like I know I have a dumbass haircut. So like, I'll go do a, like a thing on video and I'm like, I'm not going to wear a hat today. Cause you're going to comment. My hair looks dumb as fuck. And you know what I'm saying? It's just little things understanding along the way. I'm like moments about myself that I'm like, Oh, people don't like this or people like this. And then cat, you know what I'm saying? Capitalizing on little shit like that. This is Rebranding Cannabis. I'm your host, Jared Mursky, and you're listening to the show that helps the industry grow. Hear from industry titans, thought leaders, and the up-and-coming founders of this multi-billion dollar industry. Presented by Wick and Mortar. Hey, what's up? This is another episode of Rebranding Cannabis, and I'm super pumped because I got my homie here, Travis Thompson. What's, what's up? What's good, man? What's going on? How are you? Good. Good, man. Good, man. Really it's good, good to be here, man. It's nice. I like it here. It's our All hometown. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, man. Uh, thanks again, by the way, for coming and filming uh, your music video at the Lighthouse. That was super dope to not only have here, but to also be involved in, man. So oh, yeah. No, cool. hell yeah. That was a fun-ass day, man. We were kicking it and getting turns up and getting a bunch <laughs> of shots all over the city. That shit was tight, man. Yeah, you know, hell yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to, you know, pick your brain about and, you know, really understand is, you know, how you became, um, you know, a, a creative in the sense that, you know, was it something that you felt you were born with? Did you, when you got involved in music, you know, hmm. cause you were growing up in Burien, which is, you know, just not too yeah, far up the street yeah. from here, but yeah. like, how'd you what, get your what start? What made me a creative? Yeah. I, what really did it, uh, when I was in like, third or fourth grade i would write stories for my teacher you know what i'm saying just i didn't have anyone to give my story i would just read like goosebumps books and different stuff like that so i would just write <laughs> stories and then i'd make little like cartoons for them and like give them to my teacher and she thought it was cool that like i gave enough of a shit about anything to like make a thing so she support it was yeah mass supportive of that so i did that and then when i was around like fifth grade they turned into raps you know what i'm saying just because i went i started skateboarding and I, I listened to music before that, but none of it was like sticking for real. Like I was, I liked music, but I wasn't like an avid music listener. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But around like fifth or sixth grade, I started uh, fifth grade. I uh, started going to the Beer and Skate Park, and all my friends listened to music, and they listened to strictly rap music. And that's when like the creative spark of like, oh shit, I want to be a rapper. I want to be someone who is creative. I want to like, I want to be like these other guys I see on TV who wake up and just do what they want every day. They just get to like no one tells them what to do they just wake up and they get to like make the ideas that are in their head come to life like that's the dream you know what i'm saying like, yeah oh yeah i don't know like obviously being a rapper was the vessel for the dream but at the end of the day the dream is to be like creative and wake up every morning you know what i'm saying so so do you feel like there's things that you did in your life just as an example like storytelling you yeah. know how did you did you look do you look at other things that you do creatively and go oh you know what this makes me so much better at music because I do mm. this or because I do, does that make sense? I think in the beginning, like I, we, were, we were talking about it earlier, yeah. uh, I, uh, I felt like more of a writer in the beginning. I felt like more of someone who was uh, just write, like writing on top of a beat. Like, oh, that, the, 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 my talented homies make music. I'm just someone who knows how to rap and like get my idea out through this song. And that's, it's just my writing and my raps are, that's what I do. But yeah, I think it, it lent to like just being a better musician in the sense that like I, I loved like poetry and like the written word so much that yeah, it, it bled over into just making the music better in the sense that like I think the music is, the, the melody sounds good and when you look at the words on a piece of paper like 
I think it still hits a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Like storytelling, I think is the core. You're right. Yeah. And it, you know, in that in that regard too, it makes me think of like when I listen to when I when I look at other artists on Instagram and you know they're out there putting these. You know they're 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 trying to put as much money into you know their videos and you know renting mm-hmm. Lambos and shit and the music is just not that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know no, it's like exactly. it's like man, don't you have a good, like for someone who invests so much time and money into their music? Like I I would think you would have a better not you but these people would have yeah. a better ear to yeah. what actually like pops and hits. But yeah, it's like it's it's hard because I mean that's what that's what does pop and hit for a lot of people is like like bad bitches in a crazy looking Lambo or Rari or whatever the case may be and yeah it's it's hard you almost can't even blame people for that because it's like that's what they're that's what they're being fed all the time but I think the, what people at the at the end of the day what people really appreciate is people being themselves and then selling them being themselves you know what i'm saying and like authenticity and i look such i'm like such a goofy looking person that from jump i was just like i can only be this and i have to just like be this so aggressively that it's like oh no find yourself and whatever this is because this is all i fucking got you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. yeah and look don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with a lambo i want no a lambo. i was gonna say I, I rented a lamborghini for a video one no, time i but want yeah. one but it's like you can't rent a lambo no, you, have can't a shitty re- track. you can't rely on the Lambo for sure. Yeah, I yes. think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you definitely at the like the Lambo doesn't get, sell the music. Get a, yeah, get a Lambo in your video, but if there's no story behind why the Lambo is in it, it's just kind of a Lambo. And there's definitely a time and place for that. Like sometimes, bro, like some people's videos are too much, and sometimes a video is just fire with just the homies, some girls, and a car. Like sometimes, like that is the vibe. I think it's just like, yeah, you can't rely on that shit like a crutch. You know what I'm or saying? Or dive bar in a convenience store, exactly. And a house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like that, but that's what I'm saying. That shit speaks to like how me and my friends kick it. Like we like an old school car. Mm-hmm. We like kicking it at like a house party. We like we go to dive bars. You know what I'm saying? So that's what like that's what I think sets our shit apart a little bit is because I'm we're like so aggressively us and myself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you say cannabis at all plays a role in your ability to be? more creative i think cannabis and we definitely like it it gave me the it made me step back and like shut the fuck up which is which is what i needed to be a decent musician or a decent artist at all like i don't know i feel like for a long time weed was something that was just kind of like a something i used to Cope shit. Yeah, just not even cope with shit, just to like have fun with the homies. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get super. We're all gonna put five up on this bag on Friday, and then on, <laughs> when Friday comes, we're gonna be fucked up. And that's how it was for a long time. And then I stopped smoking weed when I was like 16, 17, just because I was like such a contrarian dickhead that I was like, I was getting blacked out when I was 12 and 13. I've been smoking weed. You guys are just now smoking weed because all my friends were in high school and I like, just started smoking. And I just thought I was so cool that I didn't for a long time. And then I started making music again. And I started really taking music seriously and that's when I started smoking because it was just around me all the time and I was just like, fuck, I am stressed out. This is a lot. Hit the weed and it was like, it definitely like, it, it, it like happened at the same time I started like just shutting the fuck up more because I would just hit the weed, take a step back and be like, this is the situation. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is who I am in this scenario. This is who they are in this scenario. And I don't know. It definitely, like I said, made me... T- Weed makes me take a step back and be like, okay, this is what this shit is. How can I help you? Helps you materialize like exactly. what you're trying to think. Exactly, because I, you're, you're so creative. You have so many ideas. You just go, bing, 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 it's bing, just bing, too bing, much bing, going bing, on bing. all the fucking time. Like yeah, mm-hmm. like, like literally like a fucking pinball game mm-hmm. of I just shit rattling off, and a lot of it's nonsense. And the weed is definitely. Or sometimes you get so caught up in your own head of everything that, it, or yeah, you just get so caught up in your own head that the weed is able to just like. Whew, 
this ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. This is what this shit is. And, or, or if it is this serious, you hit the weed and be like, damn, it is that serious. I need to step my shit up to this level. I don't know. I feel I like it just, it just calms me down. And like in a creative sense, it just made me, I don't know, attack things with a more, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say logical em- approach. more logical and empathetic perspective just by hitting the weed. You know what I'm Empathy saying? is a good word to use. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it just made me be like, damn, I don't need to say a dickhead thing that I think is funny right now and add negativity to this vibe we're in. I can just kind of just like, or, and you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say that like the weed makes you overthink of like, oh shit, am I, am I annoying in this scenario? But for me, it makes me take a step back and uh, just realize that this shit is what it is and I can only <laughs> do what I can do. That's right. And you feel me? Like, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, uh, it's like the difference between you know, a person doing cocaine and a person doing weed, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone coming, like, start, let's start a business. Let's, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. Da, 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 da. And with you. weed, you're just like, all right, let's think about this. Let's what get real creative. Are, yeah. Let's let's plan this out. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Dig. No, I feel you. I've definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of sweaty dudes in my ear giving me the coke pep talk for <laughs> sure, dude. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, man, just. Chill, chill out bro. you know what chill. i'm saying like we can you we can yeah we can like talk this out like slowly and kick mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying like yeah exactly I feel you. blue dream i feel like is probably while most one of the most nostalgic strains yeah i haven't smoked blue dream since i was a kid dude. but bro I, I tell you it's the most for me it amplifies my creative like you wouldn't real? believe it does i would recommend it oh, wow. um, it's still I one of the top selling strains in a number of states believe it or not for washington real? yeah that's really crazy is. i didn't know that yeah damn. bro yeah damn no i haven't smoked blue dream in a long time i remember people used to rap about blue dream back in the day i'm just not a that's a sativa per, that's a sativa dominant isn't it yeah but i mean when you look at anything that's sativa or indica dominant it's all a hybrid and you yeah, can't really no, tell the dominance of one versus the other anyways word, because word. everyone's endocannabinoid system is different gotcha so you absorb gotcha. product you you would absorb differently, you know it differently yeah and every yeah. time you burn weed too right mm. that's called decarboxylation so when you decarboxylate cannabis you lose about 70 to 80 percent of the plant's medicinal benefits depending mm. on what part of the flame you actually use. So if you're using the blue part of the flame, you're actually burning it even more. But if you're using the red part of the flame, this is weird tricks, right? Yeah. Science. No, that's some shit. Science. Yeah, that's some shit. But every burn is different based on how you burn it. So it's it's really interesting. Oh, you know? okay, I bet. Damn. Yeah, that, yeah. I, yeah, no, I didn't know that at all. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. And it really depends. You know, the potency really dictates, though, um, you know, how much of those you know, cannabinoids you're getting despite the burn or the decarboxylation. I got you. That makes sense. I got you. I got yep. you. Okay, bet. Okay, little, little, little bit of science. Yeah, you know? no nah, shit. I have maybe, maybe. Yeah, no. I've I even seen Blue Dream in a while too. So like, damn. Yeah, that's people. People got to get back on it. So when you um, when you look at the path that you've taken, you mentioned earlier. You know, you started to take music seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. What does that even mean to someone who's wondering themselves god am i someone who takes music seriously i mean i i practice every day maybe for a couple hours or is someone who takes music seriously someone who who plays who practices all day long and writes music all day long and that's just 100 no i know i I feel you i taking music seriously for me was i think when i was 17 18 years old is when i started actually writing with the intention of like maybe this can come out and i was in like the scene i was a senior in high school and I was like, okay, I'm a rapper. I have to be a rapper. Because for the longest time, I was doing poetry, like spoken word poetry and doing poetry slams and shit. And that shit was cool. But I was like, I really want to make music. So around 17 or 18, I started uh, 
I was working at a pizza place. So I would like take that pizza gallery money over in Berrien and go to a studio that my friend Shelton knew about in over here in North Seattle with Nemus Games and Elon Wright. So I was just spending like all like my little $200 checks, like blowing that whole shit at the uh, Ruby Room. And uh, just, yeah, at my senior year of high school, I was just recording a bunch and like putting it out on SoundCloud and just like kind of seeing what people's reaction was and like just shedding and like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like kind of becoming myself. And then when I was like 19, I was I was at work one day and then like one of them one of my first music video that we had made like six months prior that was just like me and my homies kick like just running like a one take video that me and my friends put together just randomly uh, happened to like make the front page of Reddit or some shit and things started like more people than just the people I knew in real life were listening to my music at that point you know what I'm saying like I was like oh shit oh shit things are starting to move and then right at that time too it was it was we were heavy in the it goes back to taking it seriously i was emailing every promoter in like the seattle area to like let us open whatever show they were down to let us open you know what i'm saying and so yeah it just looked like me spending all my pizza gallery money on studio time me uh yeah making videos for the low with just me and the homies and then uh asking if i could open shows here in seattle that's crazy dude exactly yeah that's it was, crazy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know I'm, I'm like one of the things that i i wonder is you know how much time does someone have to dedicate to that but more importantly learning the craft of actually now marketing that so one of the things that yeah. i haven't really cracked myself because i just haven't really spent much time on it but is is reddit you know yeah. so you mentioned reddit earlier yeah and i didn't even know I, I still don't like use it like that like i still don't even like know about it like that but that was my first like any kind of thing you know what i'm saying any kind of yeah. attention and it only got us like a couple a few hundred thousand views it's not like i went viral or anything but it was the first time that like more than a few thousand people had seen it you know what i'm saying because that yep. shit went from like 900 views to like a hundred thousand like overnight so it was like Jeez. the first time we'd ever gotten any type of traction on anything like how did you even start the process of that like were you i mean were you just did you reach out to all the homies you're like hey i need you guys to leave some comments upvote this like no dude i promote didn't this. i didn't do a damn thing because that's when I, was, I still i don't know reddit like that i don't i still i didn't know i at then i didn't use it at all i was only i'd never even like even my friends weren't even using it like that when we when that shit happened you know what i'm saying so yeah it's just me you know it was really just me asking the homies to repost my music and then wear the shirts that i made and like come to the sh and like i would i would put on my own shows because it was hard to get opening gigs so i would have to like throw headliner headliner stuff or like at like feature at an open mic or some random shit and then like trying to pack them shits out to as much as i could so I, a promoter would book me to open up for a rapper and then i could hopefully meet that rapper and then i could hopefully make a song you know what i'm saying like that that was the that was the grind you so know like for all of the aspiring artists listening yeah myself included right yeah um you know, I'm a cannabis guy, I'm a branding and marketing guy, yeah. but I love making music. So when you when you have someone like yourself who had to do the hustle from the ground up, yeah, you know. Yeah, and no, I feel you. You know, there's so many things that even I learned building my personal brand in in, you know, as a thought leader in the industry, but I look at you building yourself as a thought leader in, in music and you know, it takes steps. And one of the biggest yeah. steps and one of the hardest things I think is building a community. Yeah. And build building a community takes impressive leadership 
Yeah, and that's a fact. That's so a fact. how did you build your community? There's obviously something that you did to give back and I feel you, I feel keep you. people like, you know, on the, you know, on the love train of Travis Thompson. Man, I think well from from the from jump our whole shit has been about being ourselves and representing where we're from and like even as a 16-year-old kid I had like a poetry program at my high school where I could, where kids would have like open mics and writing circles and poetry slams and all that kind of shit. So like community shit has always been who I am from like jump, you know what I'm saying? Is trying to bring arts to the community yep. and cool shit that I like to the community. So uh and then when we my first mixtape was called Ambomb. You know what I'm saying, and that's the street I grew up what was on. That? Oh, Am- yeah, was yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ambom is the street I grew up on, and it's the it's the street that connects Liberia to White Center, and then it becomes 16th, and that connects it to West Seattle. Isn't it also in Tequila? Uh, no, it's not in Tequila. No, no, no. It goes Berrien. It, it ends over at like in the end of Berrien, right before you get to like Normandy Park and shit okay. like that. But then it goes all the way to like White Center. But um, yeah, man. So like that's what I'm saying. From jump, I I was aggressively myself, and I represented a part of town that no one really represented before like i remember i went to my first show at the headliner and then i'm at the crocodile and i was the headliner for the first time and it was it was the back bar but even then the promoter josh that booked me he was like oh yeah then jake one was talking about you and jake one's a huge producer from out here and he's like yeah he was like i had to check out some kid from Burian and he called it ambom like i had to check that shit out and like so from jump i understood that like oh shit i look kind of goofy and I'm representing a part of town that people aren't talking about like that. Or I was just like, okay, bet. So if I'm just aggressively myself, people are going to have to either fuck with it or not fuck with it. And like, and it would be, it would come down to specific shit. Like I know I have a dumbass haircut. So like, I'll go do a, like a thing on video and I'm like, I'm not going to wear a hat today. Cause you're going to comment. My hair looks dumb as fuck. And you know what I'm saying? It's just little things understanding along the way. I'm like moments about myself that I'm like, Oh, people don't like this or people like this and then you know what I'm saying capitalizing on little shit like that that's you know a great that is a yeah. that's a beautiful nugget right there you know what I'm saying like, psychology yeah. for you yeah I know it's I mean, yeah no, I feel like if it's fucked up too because it feels like I'm duping people but that's the blueprint no that, like, you're not you're all of my favorite you. and all of my favorite artists have just went aggressive like with the videos you know what I'm saying and like putting themselves out there and showing who they are and like being like here's who I am fuck with it or not and that's uh, what I learned early was the formula for me yeah. that's what's up yeah man hell yeah man it, that's the yeah I th- I feel like that's the whole ma- like a lot of times I'm like why do people like why do I even make music and I, th- I think at the end of the day it's to tell people to like fucking be themselves and mm-hmm. own that shit mm-hmm. and like yeah yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. so at what point did your music become so widely recognized that it I mean, you you signed a record deal. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll pick up the story from like that or like yeah. from the Orchada shit. Like it, from there, it was I was working at a preschool and I was just putting out songs on SoundCloud and and like everywhere like mm-hmm. Spotify and Apple Music and shit. But uh, and making videos with my friend Dylan Fout and uh, we just like linked up and made a shitload of videos and just like I said, ran the the blueprint of putting myself out there on camera and just like making a bunch of songs and like being aggressively ourselves and making music that sounded a little weird. And then it would pick up on uh, SoundCloud, like like my song Father Forgive Me and Need You were the ones that started to like really pick up and like start to get hundreds of thousands of plays organically. And, uh, for, and during that time too, I was opening shows in the city. I was uh, throwing my own little headliners whenever I could. I was just, yeah, consistently making videos and putting out songs. And then, Around the end of 2017, uh, I got Tyler, my main producer, 
hit me and he was like, yo, Macklemore's thinking about bringing you on tour. That'd be crazy. And I'm like, fuck yeah, it'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Like, duh. You know, and that uh, happened. That, and then that fucking happened. You know what I'm saying? We, we were putting out, we were putting out songs. I, uh, caught him backstage at a thing and he was just like, yo, I fuck with your music. Da 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 da. And then, um, for, like a month later, we got a call and being like, you want to go on tour? And I was like, you damn right. I want to go on tour. And, uh, that was, I think that was in September, October of 2017. And then after that is when we hit the ground running of like, like I said, me and Dylan went crazy, put out a mixtape called You Good and uh, had a had like a whole theater rented out. We made a short film for it, sold out like the theater. Plus we sold out a show. Plus we had Matt come out at the show and it was just like a snow. It was just a snowball effect of like staying productive and getting better every time. And that's when around like 2018, we started talking to labels and met with a bunch of people, found like Epic, like our our mm-hmm. little team over to Epic. And I was like, yo, I fuck with this. I want to do this. I like they get our vision. They like they're letting me do it how I want to do it. Like I have I get like on I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? I own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I it's it's beautiful. Like I fuck with Epic and that's that was like end of 2018 into 2019. And then 2019, we made a. Uh, an album called Reckless Endangerment and then we'd have made a Runaways EP and we just yeah stay consistent man that's just what's like up. put shit out and put videos out and went super hard at like yeah that. was that the first label that hit you up or did you go through no, a, interview I, a couple like during the during the time of like 2016 and 2017 when those like Father Forgive Me and Need You and these other songs were getting like hundreds of thousands of plays random little labels would hit us up like oh we we're over here and we want to like I give you a publishing deal oh we're over here and we think this distro deal for this many albums would be cool and like we definitely entertained a couple and got some like got like kind of far in paperwork with a couple and then ended up being like yo you like kind of duped me this is not what the fuck you said it would be and then yeah and then eventually found epic who was just like no we've listened to the lyrics of your songs and you're like you we there's no type of we know you don't want like a, this kind of deal like we know what you want like run that and that, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how i found them yeah know? crazy bone was telling me some horror stories of labels situation yeah man i mean it's just it's different the the way kids get signed is different every year like this shit is a constantly changing process so it's hard for me to even be like like people someone who can just blatantly one side say labels are ass or one side say uh being independent isn't really it. like there's no fuck you cannot say you you it's you just go every, either or. everyone's a fucking snowflake bro like it can go either way you don't know like it'll your journey is your journey i can't sit here and tell you oh you should sign to a label or you should stay independent it's so many things de- that are dependent on that and what kind of game you're trying to play and what kind of person you see yourself becoming well if you're independent you have a chance to probably make more money because you're giving up less because there's less people on your team working for, sh- for you for sure like it, there's i mean there's yeah there's, there's that because you can be an independent person but there's also people who are like sign the labels and have shitty deals who make so much fucking money because they're playing the game you feel me so it's like it's all about what you want so yeah that person who owns less of their shit can have more money because they're down to go through the bullshit that you might not want to go through and it's all dependent on whether or not you're down to go through that bullshit and play the game of it all and like but i mean i get it because like yeah i know independent dudes with fucking millions of dollars and i know like dudes on labels who have millions of dollars and then like their journeys are their journeys and it's like you feel me so yeah a lot of people get on i don't know i feel like a lot of people get up and be like independent is the move independent i'm like i feel you like it is the move like i there's there's 
there's parts of this where I'm like, oh shit, yeah, being independent is tight. And there's other shit where I'm like, there's things that I have right now that wouldn't have been feasible without the label. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they would have been if I had done it differently, but that's not the route I chose and that's not the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, everyone's journey is their journey and it's all about how well you trying to, or how much you trying to play the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things that, and this is kind of like random, but on top, on, on top, uh, subject, so to speak, one of the things that um, Derek and I had noticed while watching, you know, music videos and just over time is we, we always kind of caught like little aspects of certain symbolism mm. in certain music videos, mm-hmm. whether it be like satanic or damn for Freemason real? or like, oh, shit. you know, shit like that where you see goats and damn, I get nervous because like I'll, I'll watch a video of mine and I'm like, damn, I hope no one's picking up on some shit I did wasn't trying to put out there. You know I, what I'm saying? See, like, I wonder how many people do that on accident or like, you know, have the goat because people are like, oh, I'm the goat, you know, bro, but then you know people take it and misinterpret you, it. But you that, know, you know, what's crazy is I did a radio freestyle. I don't remember where it was. It might've been LA leakers or like sway or something. And I said like, I sold my soul for some starter money, then bartered it back. And I thought it was just a hard line of like a way to reference your record deal. But like, say I did this and did that. But no, if you tell someone you sold your soul at all, they are taking that shit at 100 percent they are believing you you know what i'm saying like bro i did not fucking sell myself no one's even offered me money for my you know what i'm fucking saying bro like like i haven't been offered you know anything for my fu- i didn't sell my fucking soul i don't but that's if you people were look offered for, but that's but people look for that symbolism like i'm saying bro like like i like i get tweets at least once a week being like oh bro can't believe you said this shit can't believe you did and i'm like Bro, like, I didn't sell my soul. I, was, I thought it was a bar. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, yeah like, people are looking for that symbolism. Well, man. you have to wonder is, you know, because you don't, you maybe you don't see that so much in private labels, but you see that in larger la- record labels because, and, mm. but maybe to your point earlier, the psychology of the conversation people are having, maybe those are little triggers. Easter eggs to get you talking about it. Yep. You never know, bro. I can't, <sighs> you know, I can't speak to these. Yeah, I'm not like the, I'm not like a superstar, so I can't speak to, like, how that. Yeah, I mean it's definitely evil aspects of this shit. That's how this. That's how there's evil aspects of the fucking plumbing world. I assume you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> whatever the case may be, there's evil people fucking everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But plumbers don't come in and fix your shit. They put shit in there I, so that they have to I'm come saying? back and fix it. <laughs> no, I mean shout out to plumbers, man, for real. But just I'm kidding. just yeah, I'm just trying to like whatever the case may be, you're gonna find that kind of shit. So like I don't know. I yeah, I definitely feel what people are saying though. Sometimes I'll see some shit, like I'll if I read too deep in a theory, I'm like, damn, maybe they were trying to say that shit. I don't know you know what i'm saying like yeah i feel it i feel do you it. follow any conspiracies yeah i fuck with conspiracies i think a lot of conspiracies though are just people trying to explain why the government doesn't give a shit you know what i'm saying like a lot of people are like this happens because this and i'm like no bro there's no plan they just don't give a fuck about us you know what i'm saying bro like there's no like i don't know a lot of people think that there's like a lot of higher powers that that have like these whole plots that are plans and shit well, that a lot of the time and I feel you but a lot of times I'm just like bro they're just bad people that don't give a fuck there's no larger explanation but there's a lot of shit that's fishy so I, I yeah I definitely read into a lot so bro. speaking of fishy it's, I'm yeah. so glad you said that have you seen the new documentary Sea Spiracy I haven't yet that's been the one that comes up on my Netflix that I'm like yeah yeah I watched Cowspiracy I haven't watched Sea Spiracy so yet. I haven't seen Cowspiracy even that was Cowspiracy a- I mean yeah like the meat Industry is what's killing the planet. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's what all that's what cowspiracy is about. Same with seaspiracy. You know, fifty seven percent or so of the Pacific Island garbage patch is made up of fishing nets. And those fishing nets come from our commercial fishers who in the process are also uh 
catching what's called bycatch uh, and dolphins and sharks and the things that help keep the coral reef, you know, clean and yeah. living with life. And, you know, so, so much stuff is happening in our ocean yeah, and we're just destroying it. this, this planet. No, I mean, yeah, no, I, that, yeah, that's not even a, that's just, yeah, I get, I feel it. I mean, well, like, and the yeah, conspiracy already, piece is the, the fact that, you know, they have all of these like cans like that say like on tuna, they say like dolphin, dolphin safe. But what we find in this documentary is that they're actually not dolphin safe. In fact, the companies that have, that own the dolphin safe, you know, um, you know, a certification also own the companies, the commercial fishing companies and mm. the commercial fishing companies that are supposed to quote unquote have these uh, um, individuals kind of supervising are dying because they don't want to get ratted on mm. for catching dolphins and sharks and other thing in the bycatch. I mean, yeah, but see, that's not even that's not even a conspiracy almost. So that's just like bad. It's just people being shitty. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like that's yeah, exactly. Like I feel you. Like, I, but I guess it is like. But a the conspiracy, conspiracy is, is why are they why are they not talking about more about the fishing nets and commercial fishing when our garbage that ends up in there is far less likely to kill fish and and turtles mm. but yet they're making a huge emphasis on, on straws our, and turtles and that's, like I mean yeah that's, that's what I'm saying far less frequent yes in hell, rarity I mean, hell, than it yeah. is fishing that's killing no, actual yeah. fish no, and yeah. other 100%, shit you know 100% man 100% of that shit I, it's, so it's I, like, I mean a lot of this shit is so why it's like why do they even talk about that because the the government because the US makes so much money in import and exporting fish that they're not going to be like oh well we're just going to stop selling fish exactly exactly so agendas yeah man agenda set very fucking high man yeah no if if, if i think too hard about that shit i just get super speaking of high i'm I'm gonna grab this pipe oh yeah man hell yeah yeah if i think too hard about that shit i get mad frustrated and like yeah it can go it can go a bunch of different ways but then i look at like i look at then like you know we are we're we're people that actually have the impact to make change you know we have a yeah. voice yeah and so i feel like with all of these things we're now learning about our planet we're the people we're the superheroes of the world that actually have the ability to like do something to do something yeah no i feel you man i feel you it's it's yeah it's hard because people are so people are trained from birth to not really give a fuck about the planet and the earth around them so it's like we have to really break that shit like i yeah no you, you ever kick it with someone and they just fucking litter and you're like oh my god now now i'm associated with someone who thinks it's cool to just fucking litter Dude, like that what annoys kind of, the shit what out of me demon what kind of demon shit is that you just throw your shit out the window fuck you you know what i'm saying like that shit is insane bro like but that's just that's such a small version of the shit it can go like yeah no yeah it, maybe it's crazy to break that shit down to some simple shit like litter but I, yeah no already I well like you. i mean don't get me wrong from time to time i will nobody get mad at me i'm i'm not that guy but i have been known to accidentally not bring a poop bag for my dog god damn it man <laughs> but god you know what it. for every time i've um uh you know left shit in the grass it's i've always stepped in someone else's Oh, so, so you caught the karma. I caught like, the I caught the karma. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm real. totally, and I'm okay with that because I deserve it. No, um, I, feel I really that's do. Definitely. Yeah, no. I had to. I had to mow a lawn today, and my my homie needs to pick up that dog shit, Tyler. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's yeah. on shit duty. Tyler's on shit duty for <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> Don't call the plumber. Call Tyler. Is there? So this is some weed from a brand called Archive. Archive. What kind of yep. weed? What kind of weed is it? 
Oh, this is the good shit. This is, oh, you know, uh, this is cherry soda. Okay, bet. Hell yeah. I haven't had cherry soda in a minute either. Yeah, me neither. I used to be big on the black cherry soda. That was my shit when I was like, first started smoking when I was like 21. Or like, like getting back into smoking for real, like 20, 21. It was like a lot of black cherry soda from the from the store and from mm-hmm. my dealers. <laughs> you can taste the black cherry too. For sure, man. Yeah. So there's some uh, new dispensaries opening up. Uh, Cookies is opening up on their location in Tacoma. I think it's been open. But they're, they haven't done their official grand opening yet. So we're, we're getting ready to help, um, you know, out with that. Yeah, and so, yeah, okay, bet. Yeah, no, hell so yeah. So we're actually uh, talking about having you come down for a signing. I mean, shit, I'd, I'd be into some shit like that. Yeah, man, I, f- I fuck with cookies. Do you have a, how come you don't have a weed brand yet? Uh, I Because we haven't made one yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a strain right now. I can't speak to a, a, a whole brand, but working on a strand right now well but yeah no i can't i can't fully speak on that shit but like that's okay yeah i definitely it won't be a lot of a lot what a lot of rappers do is they'll just put their name on a strand that everyone already has at the store like and that's not what i'm trying to do yep. so I'm, it's gonna take a little bit and um but yeah man i'm working on a strand right right now or a strain right now my bad that's okay but well you know when we um when you get ready to start looking at how you want to launch that Obviously, for sure, man. No, you know, that's what yeah. we do. We build no. the brands for the strains Already. and shit like that. Yeah, so man. you know, we're gonna. No, I can't wait, bro. I can't. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time and wanted to do. But and people have definitely offered us like those little deals of like we'll put your put your name on the strain and we'll release it this weekend and it'll be really really cool and you'll come to a signing and you'll do all this stuff and I and. I, I fuck with it, but I really I you want to own your own. Shit. I love the plant. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I I would never put my name on some like. On a little, a literal piece of like flour or something, or put my stake behind anything that I didn't really like. Yeah, something really think smoke. was blowing or think that could help people. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what I'm. That's what is in the works now is getting my own strain popping because I would love to be able to just smoke my shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I was. Uh, I had on my podcast my buddy um, uh, Patrizio. Uh, he's um, he works. He does sound engineering for Chris Brown. And I actually met him through a mutual friend of ours, Scott Storch. Um, oh yeah. So I, I had him on. I had uh, Patrizio on the podcast, uh, and I was asking him. I said, "How does rapper weed become rapper weed? Like, how does how does the <laughs> song hit? You know, he told That's me. Funny, what he said. He says, he says, you come into my studio, you give me a pound, and I go give it to my homies, and <laughs> if it's good enough, then they might rap about it. I mean, yeah, that's a. Rapper weed just becomes rapper weed by being so good. It's like you're like, oh damn, yeah, I have to put this in a fucking song. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but okay. So now I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> what makes and no offense to all the rappers out there because I'm not a, I'm not a rapper, but I smoke a, just as much weed as they do. But, yeah. But what makes a rapper a fucking expert or connoisseur in weed? Well, here's the thing. They don't bro. have a mic. They don't here's have like the thing. you know a thing on going. Oh, this is fucking. A lot of people don't know anything about weed they just know that some weed smells really crazy and is sticky and they're like okay this is the gas you know what i'm saying so like no rappers don't know anything about anything more about weed than the average weed consumer it's just rappers are in a business where weed is always around and it's usually 
high quality weed because it's people trying to show out and be like look at the look at this good weed i have Mm -hmm. so like i think that's where it comes from of the sense of like yeah sometimes people will come and smoke out of my ounce and be like nah that's too much i'm not fucking with all that you know what i'm saying like and i guess that's where the trope of rapper weed comes from but like yeah no rappers don't know anything about weed a lot of times like i'll meet i'll meet rappers who rap about weed and then i'll roll up in the studio and be like damn you rolling up again bro fuck and i'm like okay we're not really smoking bro. <laughs> like i thought we i thought we all had problems bro. but no, no yeah but yeah that's the yeah so no rapper weed is it was just fucking weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, fucking, just weed. fucking weed, man. But now when you think about music and its ability to tr- quite literally change the perception mm. of the way a human purchases a product, right? What do you mean? Well, you mentioned earlier story. Yeah. Right? Stories play an integral role in music because it allows uh, a listener to connect with someone based on how that writer or that song connects with them. And that's generally yeah. done through, you know, really good writing skills, right? Yeah. And and being just a, a talented musician because you can be a great writer and not know how to sing or actually yeah. compose music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fuck, I'm high. But kind of getting no, back. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but uh, you know, kind of getting back to the point, um, it takes all of these. You know, f- fuck, I actually lost my my point. You're good for it, dude. You're good. <laughs> No, this is great. We'll keep this in. Yeah, this no, is the I whole fit. fucking part. <laughs> That's funny. Is that? No, I got you. I'm. I know. I'm definitely high. Sitting across from you, like, yep. Pay attention to what Brett's saying because uh, you're gonna have to answer that. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but okay. So <laughs> I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, um, music being that it requires so much creative skill sets. I wonder if artists are also looking at, hey, you know what? This strain actually makes me. More, more creative and I because I think if, if, if artists were looking at like strains from the perspective of how it makes me feel or it inspires me to be more creative in, in my writing mm. or now I'm more focused or now I'm taking this, this level of creative and I can take this strain and now this is my business strain, right? Yeah, no, I get you. So, so are you saying like our 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 creatives, our rappers, like finding different strains for different aspects of the of the the shit that they have to do? Well, I mean, they may be. I'm I have no idea. Oh, I'm okay, just, bet. I'm just curious. I just I guess I'm just kind of like I can man. I can, I'll speak for myself in the sense that like I meet a lot of rappers who will tell me they smoke like like sativas and shit to keep themselves up but that's not how I, I or like to keep themselves a little more heady and like not as like laid out you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. i'm i'm fully like nah i need the heaviest og i need the most whatever is gonna lay, lay me fucking flat that's what i want you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you feel me like that's the shit that i yeah and i i don't know i can't even say that like i speak to that i can like get a, get weed and make it weed isn't even like a, a creative thing for me it's more of just like a, it makes my head more livable so I'm trying to live you in should a analyze more that, livable then. head man you yeah. should analyze it you should smoke different strains and then try and make some music and be like uh, and see if what- that'd be crazy bro maybe, yeah maybe bro cause like yeah no I definitely have days though where like I remember we were recording in LA last year and uh, I found this dealer who had just like some regular OG. It was just like some fire OG and it literally called fire OG. And like it, that whole week in the studio was unproductive as fuck. Cause I was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was really just like, just laying myself out. But like, yeah, I can't, nah, that'd be tight. I mean, yeah, I would love to, 
I definitely experiment with alcohol, but I can't say I've ever experimented with weed. But yeah, see, but be, it's the same thing. It's, it's like the same with wine. shit. It's yeah. the same shit. It's the yep. same shit. So yeah, I can't see why I can't see why it wouldn't be tight. Yeah, and it's generally best to journal it because oftentimes most people, you know, will forget. forget. We'll yeah, forget. Yeah, no, like, oh, how did I feel? I definitely can't say that. Yeah, I've had moments in the studio where the weed was hitting at the a crate in the crazy way, and I should have journaled it. I should have like like made note of that. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you smoke a strain and you have a little glass of wine. You're like, ooh, this is a great combination. Oh god, yeah, hell yeah. You dude. know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. Good OG in a glass of some good whiskey is like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking chef's kiss, like, oh my god, like that. It those two combos right there, or that's like something yeah. tells me you do a really good Scarface impression. Oh, dude, you know what's funny? My 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 dad loved that shit, but like I was never into like mafia movies for some reason. I, people, I, I I hate saying it because people that shit's like the lamest shit to say ever. <laughs> it's like I don't really like mob movies, but yeah, yeah, man, I feel it. So, who are some artists that you? Who are some artists that you say you follow that were like huge inspirations for you that you maybe you want to shout out and be like, dude, this was yeah. they were such a huge inspo for me, man. Um, like in, I was really influenced by everything Odd Future did because I can speak into I'm when I when I think about music, I can definitely think about people who I, whose music I loved and I was like, this is the music that made me fall in love with music, but that didn't really influence who I became as an artist. So who I like and the people who influenced who I became as an artist are like. Odd Future and like Mac Miller and like Lil Wayne, Kid Cudi, you know what I'm saying? Kanye, Mm -hmm. Chance, like, I don't know, like a lot, like following the blueprint of young kids who were making fire shit and being themselves and just like doing it with their homies. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember watching like all the Lil Wayne documentaries and all the Mac Miller tour vlogs, you know what I'm saying? And just being like, okay, this is the life I have to have. This is the dream that I see for myself. So like, those are the people who I really like took influence from musically and just like blueprint career wise, you know what I'm saying? Just like go crazy, have an organic following, really put yourself out there talk to people. And like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I definitely see a lot of them being, to your point, you know, very authentic and certainly themselves. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like, when Kanye came out, he had the pink polo, and it was like he wasn't gangster rap, and that's what was popping at the time, was gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? And, like, who, yeah, whatever the case may be, it was super, I'm aggressively myself, you feel me? And, like, like when Odd Future came out, it was, like, it was so lit for us because it felt like kids from the skate park got famous. You feel me? Like, it just felt like, oh, those are the kind of kids I'm kicking it around all the... And granted, they're from L.A., like, Fairfax kids, like, so they're a little different. But, like, just being a skater, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, like, these are kids who made the dream happen, and they're themselves. So, like, those are the people who I really, like, Mm -hmm. looked at and, like, saw and was like, oh, shit, this is the the life I need to lead and shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, like, that 2010 to 2000... 15 like blog era like or maybe I took 2008 to the 2015 like that era was just so pivotal for me of like watching young kids because it was like when the internet was first really like making its presence known in mm-hmm. hip-hop so that's what that's kind of my my golden era I guess is the blog era for me for real yeah, yeah. like yeah. that kind of that kind of music how old you know you know? I'm t- I'll be 25 in September Shit, when's your birthday? Yeah, oh, so September twenty fourth. <laughs> yeah, September twenty fourth. I'll be, I'll be twenty five. Shit, yeah, man. That's what's up. So, yeah, twenty four. You feel me? Yeah, fuck. Lim- I'm about to be thirty nine. Say that then, bro. Um, so there's been some other artists that have come from Washington. Oh hell yeah! Like what, Lil Mosey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You fuck with that guy? 
Yeah, I mean, shit, he's he's going through some shit right now, so it, that's some shit. But, like, I mean, yeah, the music for sure, bro. Like, I can't say, and, like, I've met Brad. Like, he's always been cool with us and shit. So, like, yeah, I the met music that dude on a show. plane. Oh, Fly- word? Yeah, I think it was uh, last year coming back to Thanksgiving, met him on an airplane. Word, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, yeah, no, he's, he's always showed us love and shit, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. I, yeah, but, like, I really fuck with, like, the, the, the people I, like, I came up with and, like, the people that, like, helped me out in the beginning. Wasn't and shit, he, I thought he was from the South. He's from, no, oh, he's, Tio, wasn't he's he? from, yeah, like, North End and shit, which That's is, right. yeah, I mean, he's doing his thing and shit, but yeah, yeah, yeah he's from the North I'm from over in, like, I'm technically if I'm not from, I'm from Berrien, Berrien yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, I didn't come up in no Berrien music scene, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came well, up in the Seattle music scene, because yeah, there, no be- there, yeah. no, there ain't no music scene in Berrien, yeah. There ain't no music scene. You created it. I, man, I guess so. I mean, I wouldn't say all that, but I will say that, like, it's cool to see that, like, yeah, like, I remember when I was first starting to rap in Berrien, kids it was fucking crazy you know what i'm saying like it was definitely like because kids in seattle were like all their all their friends rap but in Berrien, like yeah maybe a couple kids rap but no it no one fucking seriously you know what i'm saying so in the beginning it was fucking brutal it was like it was yeah it was a lot of people not really even like fucking with their own neighborhood enough to to give it a chance does anyone would you say anyone's like tried to cop your style or nah i don't know i don't know i think everyone can be musically traced damn near like you know what i'm saying there's not really <laughs> it's true, like genetics there's not really you know what i'm saying like all of my favorites i can tell you who they kind of sound like you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it is what it is but no nah, nah, i don't know i don't know maybe there's definitely a couple of kids where i'm like oh okay, yeah okay but i don't fucking i don't harbor any weird feelings about it because who the fuck am i i got you know what i'm saying like yeah i mean you we can't all take look something at, from somewhere you can't look at the people you inspire and be like huh, i'm your like i'm your fucking dad like yeah maybe when i'm like drunk and like feeling myself and i'm writing a rap i might call you the, my son or something but it's that's just the, <laughs> the gist of hip-hop bro like i don't i don't take that shit that seriously bro like I don't know. Everyone's not, no one's that original. Everyone's inspired by somebody. And like, yeah, I'm aggressively myself, but yeah, man, it Who is. Who do you think Little Dicky's inspired by? <laughs> Who's Little Dicky inspired by? I don't know. Lonely Island, bro. Like, it ain't no Little Dicky that Lonely I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, everyone musically has, but that's a whole different kind of like. I know. His shit's just funny, yeah. That comedy yeah, shit is yeah. a whole different <laughs> animal, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope, dude. Well, man, I really appreciate you having. I almost said I almost appreciate you having me on your podcast. Hey, dude, that's, that's, that's how high we are. That's right a vibe, now. bro. That's a vibe. No hell yeah, dude. This is welcome to the show. Yeah, thank appreciate you. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> no, and fuck, I just ruined the bit right there. I'm good. But no. yeah, man. No, of course, I appreciate you having me, bro. This is fun. Appreciate you coming man. on, man. Of course, this has man. been what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. My, my guy. My yeah. Guy. Well, uh, till next time. Uh, this is Travis Thompson, the one and only. It's your boy. Anyone you want to shout out? Tell people where they can follow you. Um, shout out my mom. Shout out all the homies. I uh, you can follow me at uh, Travis X Thompson everywhere. Travis the letter X Thompson. And I got a new album coming out soon called Boulevard Boy. And yeah, you can check that shit out. Any new movie, music videos uh, coming yeah, out? Yeah, I'm putting out. out I'm, pu- I'm putting out Crossfaded, my the first single, May 28th this month. May 28th, Crossfaded first single so yeah so yeah check out uh his link will be in his bio and i'm sure yes, you're gonna sir. Do it'll it be everywhere i'm gonna no i'm gonna blast like i'm gonna be unrelenting with the show are you gonna do like a um like a, a release date and have like a, a live release so you can actually do stuff on youtube and like comment to people while they're oh, watching yeah it? we always do that we always do the youtube premieres and we always do fun shit like that you know what i'm saying like yeah it, that's that's the that's the real joy of the shit you know what i'm saying when when you put shit out and do like a live stream and the people who are there for the release of it that's the realest core you can have yeah that's you your that's your core community that's too. like you know what i'm saying those are the people who are like 
are living and breathing the shit, which is, yeah, that's, I always do that. You know, it'd be kind of a, and then, you know, one more thought, because I'm just now stoned. I got a really good idea. But we should release some sort of like NFT. We should do like some NFT giveaways for like the first, like, you know, maybe like thousand people that subscribe, that join the live. Like I they mean, get, shit. I, yeah, no. The homie's been talking to me heavy about the NFT shit, so we're definitely, definitely think about it for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Hell I'm yeah. a man. Now, cool. my guy. No, for hey. real. Appreciate you, man. This shit's cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah.